This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For what seems like an absolute age, we are back at Portman Road at three o'clock on a Saturday. Can you believe it? Enjoy it while it lasts. This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and you're listening to the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. We're available every week on YouTube video and podcast and joining me as always. It's been a busy week, sir. We've had an epic long watch along on Monday, didn't we? How are you doing anyway, mate? Good to see you. Yeah, I'm Seb, good, mate. Thank you. Did I say it, your name? Seb Brown, for those listening to the podcast. Here's Seb, as always. Just in case people wonder who your partner in crime on the pre-match yeah. show is. It's still me, I'm afraid. No, <laughs> it was an epic one, wasn't it, on Monday night? Was it two and a half hours by the yeah. end of it? I think it was. Yeah. We started early for the, we for the early, draw. Yeah. yeah, we started early for the draw, and the first half didn't have much to talk about. And Obviously, the second half got a got a lot better. My highlight was definitely the Toys R Us interlude mm. that I see you've now clipped up and released onto TikTok. So yeah, hi kids. we're out there with the yeah, hi kids. We're out there with you cool, cool cats. Hello, my in, fellow in, young dudes. Yeah. In the world of uh, in the world of TikTok. But no, it was a good one and it was nice because for once there was no cup upset and there and if it's one on the telly again. So maybe we're seeing certain curses broken, eh? Yeah, the Barrow curse as well, which someone mentioned as well. So thank you everyone who joined in on on, on Monday night. And if you fancy us doing those again for Exeter, um, then let us know. Um We'll, we'll we'll have a think about it. I'm, I quite enjoyed it. It was nice to have good discussion. My uncle turned up, which was unexpected. Um, so yeah, all good there. So do let us know, um, and we'll consider our plans for a couple of weeks' time. And and talking of exes, uh, gr- and talk about grinding my gears. I've probably mentioned this on Twitter, but I'm not sure I've mentioned it. I mean, I've probably mentioned it on the podcast. I like a bitch and a moan. This World Cup is really annoying me, and um, and moving games around. You know, we mentioned it in the intro. Um, it's it's a rare commodity these three o'clocks, aren't they? 
it's a real pain and it's a real shame, isn't it? I mean, we only had two league games in November anyway, didn't we? We've got Cheltenham on Saturday and we've got Exeter. We were going to Exeter. We had mm. plans with a fellow couple of friends. I think we're coming across from London and we we're all going to meet up and that's gone out the window because logistically getting there for half 12 is a bit of a nightmare given our respective residencies in the world. So we've lost that one. And then Fleetwood went to a Friday night from a Saturday and Peterborough went from a 3 p.m. to a half 12 p.m. in early December. And now Buxton, yeah, the, the poor Buxton fans have got to try and negotiate their way to Suffolk for 5 p.m. on a kickoff on a Sunday night because of an, inter- it's an international broadcast. Yeah, so I guess the World Cup gets a pass for that one. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's still a, a real pain. I mean, it's, it's another example. We're going to sound like old men here, aren't we? But it's a, another example of the broadcast companies just not giving a, a, a stuff about the fans, isn't it? It's really irritating. Real shame for Buxton. It'll probably affect hmm. their numbers now. I think, did you put in our Telegram group saying there's no trains available? Bono. That kind of Bono, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no trains available that, that time of the day. So a real shame for them because obviously it's a, it's a huge day out for them. You know, it's going to be a massive, massive, massive game for them. And, and, and unfortunately, they're going to pay the price. And it's really irritating. It doesn't affect me. I, I wouldn't have gone anyway. But it's really, really irritating. And yeah, can't wait till the World Cup is over. I'm not even excited about it, but no. can't wait till the World Cup is over and everything just goes back to normal on Boxing Day. Quite agree. Yeah. And, and, I, and I will be... I will probably go because it'll be interesting to watch some football and it's a home match, but there's a potential clash for ITFC women as well, who mm. I think will be in FA Cup action that day as well. Admittedly, I think it's it's a 1pm. So it's just, yeah, all round it doesn't feel Hassle. like anyone wins apart from the broadcasters and hopefully Bucks and get some good money out of it. But yeah, I've, I've now got um, Partridge in my head. I'm going, Bono, Bono, <laughs> Bono. Um, so there you go. He does not um, live here. It is rubbish. <laughs> yeah, he wrote part of Joshua Tree over there and the other part over there. Uh, talking of another person who may or may not have good feelings about the World Cup, and I feel really hard uh, on on his behalf, just hard done by, is, is Wes Burns. What a, what a disappointing situation for him, eh? Real, real shame, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I thought with it being a 26-man squad as opposed to 23, I thought he'd probably go because he can cover in a few positions. He adds pace, which obviously if he's looking to chase a game is pretty vital. We know Rob Page is incredibly loyal, don't we, to, to, to previous squads. I think something like eight of the 26-man squad played at both the Euros in 2016 when they got to the semifinals and the Euros last year. So he's a very, very loyal person. But what a blow for Wes. You know, I, I guess maybe when he didn't play a single minute in September was the writing on the wall then potentially. But but there were injuries that maybe freed up squad spaces for him. And it, it's a real blow. Hopefully he could pick himself up quite quickly. I've seen he's done a, a, an Instagram or a tweet or something tonight showing a, a picture of him, you know, celebrating in front of the North Stand saying the best feeling in the world. So fingers crossed he can, he can you know, put in a really good performance on on Saturday against Cheltenham. The North Stand, I'm sure, will be giving him a full, a full backing and hopefully we can to pick him up because it must be really really gutting for you mustn't it yeah hopefully there'll be burns will tear you apart ringing out from the north stand on saturday and uh, as much as you know it's really disappointing news for him what brilliant news is for us if we're being selfish you know you you don't want to lose someone of the quality of burns will be it we know we've we've got the cover in recent weeks so it's i guess it's if we're finding positives it's it's that he's sticking around and can contribute to us yeah, very much so. Great for us. And hopefully, you know, the, the what would it have been? Four, five games potentially he would have been missing. Hopefully he can contribute in there. And look, obviously his, his main aim at the start of this season is to get us back up to the championship. And it's great for us that we're going to have him available for a few more games to to hopefully contribute and hopefully make a, a, a telling difference. And then you never know, you know, there'll be a, a series of Welsh players I'd imagine will come to the end of their cycle after this tournament. If he get us back to the championship, uh, scoring goals and producing assists, and there's no reason, hopefully, why he can't get himself back in the reckoning next year for the, the World Cup in 2020. 2024.
Yeah, fingers crossed. In terms of other bits and pieces of, of weekend news that we need to draw your attention to, ITFC women, um, as I mentioned, in, in, in FA Cup action against Luton away, um, Sharpen and Sharpen Road, um, somewhere near Biggleswade Road, near Luton, I think. Um, if you want to travel along for that, there'd be details on ITFC's website and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. I've been a bit useless there. It's not Kenilworth Road, though, certainly. And they'll be looking to bounce back, having gone out of the the, the League Cup. Um, a bit of a disappointing performance by all accounts against Hashtag, but they, they move on and bounce back on Seb you were in, in hell just asking obviously you're, you're the expert I'll doff my cap to your superior knowledge is the League Cup one that we're bothered about nah. was it was it a case of giving minutes to reserves and, and kind of fringe players presumably uh, we, I think we played quite a strong team in the end okay. I think it was just one of those days and okay. don't th- it sounded like the conditions weren't great I mean that's an impact for both teams but in terms of our priorities the FA Cup has um as um, a lot more money um, yep. for progression. I'm not sure there's a huge amount in the League Cup. So it was definitely third place in our priorities and quite a distant third as well. Yeah. So I think disappointed because we don't want to lose any matches and hashtag are um, the division below. Uh, but I don't think we're going to... It's, it's not a competition that we'll lose too much sleep over. FA Cup though and Luton, I think, are a couple of rungs at least. I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. It's certainly not in the division below us. So we okay. should be looking to win that one. And it'd be great to get a home tie. Similar to the men, we just haven't had any home matches in what seems like forever. So And there's a big gap between league games, isn't there? Between The next well, league the, game is the Plymouth game in Yeah, well, there's, so there's, deli- and- there's purposefully gaps left for FA Cup. Yeah. Um and the games have been moved around. So Cheltenham, yeah. Watford, I think. Um it's about a month, isn't it, between league London games Bees. by the time Plymouth comes around, yeah. which yeah, seems so games, Yeah, it's a constant flux. And it's something that um for those of you who are interested in, in finding out more about um supporting ITFC women and getting behind the team and it might be whether you're whether you're local or, or further afield. Um, an official supporters club is is being is being set up. Uh, more details will will start to appear um, over the weekend, which is kind of a soft launch. And then, if you want to express an interest, it's free to join up. Um, more details about what's going on will be made available to you, and um, uh, you know ways to get involved at home and away games. So um, at ITFC WOSC on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you can find out more there. Um, and we'll talk more about involvement in our live event later on as well, because we've got some. Q&A that we can do there too. Final bit of news, interesting context, I guess, for predictions maybe, Seb, manager of the month. And and I, Kieran McKenna has got the feeling to me of me in football manager where you have a really good month and, you're, and you have your team first or second in the league. But for some reason, some other manager has, has got a, a more wins or something or more goals for and you end up missing out on this manager of the month thing. Is that what we're hoping for here? I mean... There's an obvious candidate, isn't there? Yeah, I don't. I'd be surprised if he won it. I mean, you know, Schumacher at Plymouth. There's four people nominated: McKenna, Grant McCann, Darren Moore, and Stephen Schumacher. Schumacher at Plymouth has won six and drawn one of the seven league games in in October. So he surely is is a home banker uh, to win that one. I, I would assume everyone else has got a loss in there. I think Peterborough lost one uh, Wednesday, lost one, and we lost one. Peterborough must, might have lost two actually. Um, but happy, let somebody else have it. Let's let Schumacher have it, and then you know, first of all, it keeps. McKenna under the radar. We're starting to see mm-hmm. vacancies further up the pyramid kind of becoming, you know, available. So let's keep him under the radar a little bit. And hopefully the manager of the month curse might occur for whoever does win it and they can drop points and we can take advantage of that on Saturday. Yeah, well, we'll talk more about that because we have got some interesting predictions to talk about. Um, but more on that later. For now, talk to me about Cheltenham, Seb. 
So, yeah, Cheltenham are home in one of our only two league games. This is our only home league game in the month of November, which seems crazy because normally it's where it starts to, to ramp up now, isn't it? Building up to the busy Christmas program. But it's our one three o'clock Saturday kickoff at home in November. They're currently sat 19th in the league with 18 points. They've played 16, won five, drawn three, lost eight, only scored 13 goals this season and conceded 20. They have kept six clean sheets so far this season, which kind of jumped out at me, for, you know, for a, uh, a side that's not scoring many. They're, they're okay at the back and maybe, you know, they look to have a solid base to build from in the second half of the season. They're not in amazing form recently of their last five games in the league. This is, they've won one, drawn one and lost three. Uh, the win and the draw were the last two games. Before that, it was kind of three uh, straight defeats uh, away from home at Burton, Sheffield Wednesday and Accrington. They're poor away from home, only five points from seven games. They've only won one away all season and they've only scored three goals away from home all season as well, conceding eight. So they simply do not score goals on the road. One interesting stat that jumped out at me, though, they are the third youngest side in the league this season with an average age of 24. Uh, we were right up the other end. That's on Wednesday. We're right towards the top of that that tree. Um, but I think Lincoln were the, the youngest and they're the joint third youngest. So maybe a bit of a transition season given the, the previous managers moved on and they're looking to kind of change things up a little bit. Yeah, and we'll talk about the manager in a sec as well. But that's, yeah, certainly an interesting and perhaps illustrates some of the challenges they've got there. We'll talk more about them from a statistical kind of standpoint later on. But, you know, at this level, you know, clearly it's a, it's a club. I'm not sure. I, I, need, I was trying to do some secret, quick research as to whether they've been at this level before. But certainly last season, a 15th place um, finish having been promoted um, was pretty good return, wasn't it? Really good season, wasn't it? Yeah, obviously Mike Duff was in charge. They won League Two in the the behind closed door season. So what's that? Twenty. 2021 they won that uh, league two that year and they got promoted and they were never really i don't think involved in the relegation scrap a huge part of that is owed to alfie may the striker who will come on to i think he got like 23 goals last year so he was a major region for them from staying up but they you know they were they were well clear of the of the relegation positions they they we didn't beat them last year we had this record didn't we where we we couldn't take points off any of the promoted sides i went to cheltenham i think it was my first game of of, of you know back in front of a, a pitch side so to speak so i went there in August for the 2-1 the defeat. We went 1-0 up through Matt Penny with an amazing sort of left foot half volley, I think from a corner, I think it was. Um, and then we had the, it was the Macaulay Bond. Remember the horror miss where he's through on goal and he can't decide, should he head it? Should he tap it home? And he kind of doesn't do either and it goes horribly wrong. And we lose two goals in the second half. You know, we, uh, we lose them and we faced an absolute barrage that night of long throws from Ben Toza. I mean, there must have been 10, 12, 15 of them in the second half. Thankfully, he moved on to Red Wrexham quite soon afterwards, so he won't he won't feature at all tomorrow. But we just we just didn't turn up. You know, it was that start of the season where it was kind of horribly inconsistent. We had Joe Piggott playing as a number ten, if I remember rightly, in Paul Cook's four two three one, and lots and lots of things didn't work. And then they took two points off us in um uh, in February time. It was we had that horrible week where we had Cheltenham on a Tuesday night, and then you and me went to Morecambe on the Saturday, and we only got two points from from the week you know it was a really frustrating game we had chances in the first half but we didn't take them and the second half just really really sort of petered out and i remember saying at the boring, time boring I cheltenham was the chance it was wasn't it there was some s housery on their behalf and i remember thinking after the morecambe game those four dropped points in the space of a week could prove absolutely crucial and, and obviously we know how the season finished we, we didn't make the playoffs obviously and looking back i think that week was one of the major reasons why yeah, Mike Duff certainly figured us out, didn't he? And that's continued with Barnsley this Barnsley, season as yeah, well. So yeah. need to watch out for that for the return game at Oakwell, don't we? Um, in terms of, we've talked about the general form for this season, but uh, last time out, 
Um, they not were good. the wrong not side good. of the giant killing, weren't they? It was, yeah. Alva Church were they the lowest ranked side in the competition still at the time? I think when they when they when they beat them before our game had been played, I'm, I'm sure I read something about that. So, so. yeah, they lose two one at home at Cheltenham to to Alva Church. They a defensive mistake puts Alva Church one 0 up. The guy rubs the centre half, runs through and kind of kind of slots home. Um, second, Alva Church were unlucky. They hit the post as well. There's a bit of controversy where. Um, uh, Cheltenham player thought the ball across the line to make it 2-2. They were 2-0 down, clawed one back to 2-1. Ball looked like it went over the line. Managers had a minute, it went over the line. It wasn't given. Albert Church then hit the post in, in injury time to see a, you know, a relatively kind of comfortable win. If you look at the stats, they're pretty even. It wasn't a case of Cheltenham battering them and them hanging on. You know, the stats are pretty even. And as a bonus for us, two injuries to players as well. They finished with nine men. They made all their subs, finished with nine men because Ryan Jackson and Daniel and Lundaloo, uh both went off injured. So hopefully they might be doubtful tomorrow because they're two kind of key-ish players for them. Hmm. And last time out in the league, pretty uninspiring, albeit a dull nil-nil. Yeah, point to point. A dull nil-nil to, to, to MK Dons at home at Cheltenham. 42% possession, only three shots on target. MK, the, the higher possession, as you would expect, 58% possession, eight efforts on goal. When I watched the highlights on, 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 the, on the YouTube channel, it made it look like their keeper, Luke Southwood, made a few decent saves to keep Will Grigan. Everybody else at bay, so they were pretty reliant on him. On I guess a point at home to MK for them isn't, isn't necessarily a bad result, um, but that Alva Church one will really be a, a, a real kick in, the, kick in the gonads, won't it, going into this one. <laughs> And the, their reward for Alva Church is Forest Green, which at least, yeah, it's on the telly for them. But I, maybe you could have got a little bit more of a sexier tie, couldn't you? Yeah, they could play about five pm on on the Sunday. Uh, there you go, indeed. <laughs> um, uh, Wade Allen's in charge. A name that might be familiar to folk who remember wingers for Burnley. I think he was a right winger or a right midfielder. Yep. Um, probably a surprise, albeit I think he's got a lot of pedigree behind the scenes, isn't he, as a coach? Yeah, it's a continuity appointment, isn't it? It's obviously Mike Duff gets pinched by Barnsley following their relegation from the championship, and they promote internally. So Elliot was part of the coaching setup last year. He was part of the coaching setup that that won them League One, uh, sorry, League Two in the 2020-2021 season. So it's it's a continuity appointment, a bit like what Plymouth did with Schumacher, isn't it, where they replaced Ryan Lowe with him. Sometimes it's easier to keep things sort of ticking over in house. I'm not being disrespectful, but Chelsea probably a bit of a hard sell to attract managers and stuff you know they're gonna have one of the smallest budgets in the league the ground isn't amazing is it sometimes easier to go for the the continuity appointment to keep things ticking over nicely if you've got you know a a young coach and young pedigree in the building already and and he's certainly kind of served his you know apprenticeship out and about like you say he's he's known best for his time at Burnley and uh, and Bournemouth he's made over 200 appearances for both uh, for both those clubs also had time at, at Birmingham later on in his career in Bristol City Bristol City is where he retires I think it's 2013-ish, and he takes over their under-21 side. He then gets the step up to, to become a full first-team coach when Steve Cottrell gets sacked in January 2016. Lee Johnson comes into Bristol City and he moves on. He, he brings in his own people. So Elliot becomes the academy manager at Forest Green Rovers. He then goes to Stoke, the under-23 side in 2017. So he's kind of working, you know, at various kind of youth, youth, youth areas, uh, all different clubs throughout the, throughout the country. Uh, he takes charge in t- January 2018. This is um, back in Stoke when Glenn Hodges moves on. Uh, he stays on as assistant manager. However, when Kevin Russell comes in, he, he, he loses his job as part of the reshuffle. And he joins Cheltenham as a first-team coach in September 2020. So he joins right at the, the start of that behind-closed-door season. He's the assistant manager and the first-team coach for... Uh, Michael Duff, and obviously his, you know, he was a major contributing factor in that, and they they looked to make that appointment permanent in July when Duff moved on to Barnsley. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see 
longer term how he gets on there um it's not always diff- easy to to go from second fiddle to the to the uh, the manager um and i guess again you know this is a team as you mentioned that their ambition presumably is is staying in this division as well yeah. so at the moment 19th is kind of job done but with yep. yeah, definitely looking over your shoulder isn't it so yeah it'll be interesting to see there but I, i'd assume that given their statue you'd get us some time and loyalty wouldn't he so yeah it'll be interesting to see how he gets on there give us a give us a sense of of his tactical approach to um to games and and the formation that we might might see on saturday so he's pretty rigid in his formation it's a three at the back it's kind of a three four two one like like we played kind of you know the back end of last year the first part of this year maybe we have the two tens in behind the 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 main striker um the one time they went away from that this season when they played Wednesday they went to a flat back five so in the past when playing one of the so-called big boys they have made a tactical change so perhaps we might see as opposed to the full backs kind of looking forward to support the midfield and get forward it might be a you know a flat back five and i guess perhaps seeing what they did to us in february that wouldn't be too surprising if that was the case again you know kind of two stay at home full backs and very much a, a back five to try and nullify our our, our our threat from the wings yeah it's going to be a a tough one for them isn't it and you can imagine them clogging up the back line and sitting very deep um we will be back after this innovation labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across suffolk our aim is to foster innovation entrepreneurship business growth and the development of an ai center of excellence in suffolk monthly hot desks are available from just 79 pounds for more info head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com innovation labs providing support for businesses across suffolk locations in Stowmarket, ipswich sudbury woodbridge with more to follow away days are great but there's nothing quite like home comforts the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home advantage with mook delivery you win Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Talk us about key players then, Seb, because there'll be one name that I'm sure um, for watchers of League One will be very familiar, um, Alfie May. 
Yeah, Alfie Mays, the, the major success story from last year, isn't he? I think it was 20, 23 goals last season, which helped them finish, like we said, comfortably kind of 15th. He's had a very stop-start season this year. He's only just come back from an ankle ligament injury. So he, he, he missed the game against MK Dons in the nil-nil draw, but he featured as a sub against Alverchurch. So he's kind of on his way back from an injury. He's only had, made eight appearances so far this year. He scored three goals and two assists in those eight starts. So still a decent return, but he is kind of working his way back to fitness. And I guess that explains maybe why they've kind of been struggling a little but you know, if you lose your talisman, lose your twenty-three man top scorer from last year, a bit like we saw with Morecambe and and, uh, and Stockton, you know, it can have a major effect on the way you play. Dan and Luke, like we said, was the guy who went off injured against. Um, uh, he's a striker. He's got three goals so far this year. He went off injured against Alverchurch. He's on loan from Southampton, so potentially, I guess, he must be considered a, a, a doubt. Ryan Jackson is the other player that went off. He's kind of a right wing back slash right back. He scored their goal. Uh, he got the he pulled one goal back against Alverchurch last weekend, but he. He went off with a back spasm. So again, he must be a, he must be rated doubtful. And again, that would be a boost to us because he's got two assists so far from the right-hand side. He really likes to get forward on the heat maps and 41% of their attacks come from that right-hand side. So he's kind of crucial to the way they play and the way they like to get forward. So fingers crossed, you know, unfortunately for him, hopefully he'll be uh, he'll be out on Saturday with that bank sp- uh, back spasm. Have you ever had a back spasm? No, I don't really know what it is. It's, I don't, I'll it's be honest, I've, really I've never, bad. I've never right. played professional football or done anything remotely yeah. that would probably I mean, cause me to have a back spasm. I'm not an athlete either. And I'm not sure there's a huge amount of understanding as to how they occur it might be discs and stuff like that but I, I i walked around at work and sat down and then just one side of my back just totally seized up and and that's just, any, that's just getting old mate any and anytime you move anytime i tried to move it it just hurt and okay. it, it just kind of came on really suddenly it was very strange and was it long term for you Are it we... kind of it got better slowly um okay. but probably for a professional athlete um, maybe the recovery time is a bit quicker, but not a, not a nice injury, not something that I would wish on anyone. No, but fingers crossed, hopefully for us, he'll be uh, he'll be missing on the weekend. One thing I did notice, they've got a couple of centre-backs, Lewis Freestone and Sean Long, and they are very small for this league. Normally, when I want to do the research, I kind of cast my eye over the size of the centre-backs, and that gives me an idea, firstly, of if we might start Ladapo for a physical presence, and secondly, how they might kind of, you know, defend set pieces and stuff. And these two centre-backs are five foot seven and five foot eight respectively. Wow, which, you know, really? for, a, for Yeah, for League One, they play three at the back, but certainly two-thirds of them are small for League One opposition that to me seemed incredibly small so do you play ladapo then yeah every day oh, of the week and he's informal he's informal we'll come on to us yeah but every day of the week i would yeah wow. without doubt good spot I'll- there and one last player I like is Ryan Broom. He's a, he was on loan last year at uh, Plymouth from Peterborough. He plays as one of the tens, so he kind of looks to get in support of the whoever the striker will be, presumably Alfie May on the weekend. But he's a player I like. He had a decent year last year: five goals and uh, sorry, four goals and five assists at Plymouth. Uh, Peterborough let him go in the in the summer permanently, so he's joined Cheltenham. And he's always a player I kind of looks to make things happen. He's a player I quite like. Yep, and there's a familiar name for Ipswich fans. Um, if you want to grind your gears about. Premier League teams poaching young talent. Um, you can find a former Ipswich Academy player on in their squad, can't you? Yeah, Charlie Brown. So he's he's twenty three now. He's uh he's he's getting on. I can't remember what age oh. it was. Chelsea nicked him, and he went to MK 16 for a while or as well, wasn't it? I guess yeah, it was sixteen. Went- Went to MK for a while as well. Then he's got one goal so far, uh, so far this season. He, like I say, he went to MK last year. I think it was didn't really feature that much. But yeah, one of those ones where suddenly there's just a 
releasing there and yeah Chelsea like like Ben Knights to Man City one of those frustrating things as part of the elite player performance program rules whatever it was it never seems quite right to me that you can suddenly lose a you know a, a, a potential young talent worth decent money to a lower league side to get gobbled up and slowly get released by a, pre- a Premier League side down the line but but that's the way it works isn't it yeah and, and maybe a lesson for some players who don't go too early yeah well yeah exactly right and you know it's a difficult one when a premier league club is saying well we'll pay off your parents mortgage and we'll stick you in a private school kind of thing but allegedly in terms of your career well no i mean that's that's the kind of stuff you hear here's peter check meet him you know that yeah yeah. there's definitely a lot of schmoozing that goes on um so yeah that wasn't specific to charlie brown that's just stuff i've heard you know yeah yeah. um pretty common so yeah, and and, in, and we've we've kind of talked in terms of the style of play and stuff like that. I've tried to find I, I like my stats, but we tried to find stuff where they are, where there's there there are outliers, or we can provide some context. We've mentioned the goals. I mean, overall they they are the second lowest for goals scored, but only three goals away from home is the worst in the league. Yeah. Second lowest on shots per game away from home, about eight on average away from home disciplinary records not particularly good 37 yellows and one red card is the sixth sixth worst as it were um and possession not a huge amount um 45.2 percent on average a little bit lower away from home puts them in the in the bottom third of the league pass accuracy not great um you know it's 23rd for accurate short passes 22nd for accurate long passes so it is i think going to be about the dribbling um where they have got some strength the average 6.3 dribbles per game away from home which is the fifth best in league one so that's the threat and you mentioned and singled out jackson um so that's something to look out for they're good on the aerial duels in spite of um the height of some of their defenders um and you and this is something that you spotted. Yeah, all three, all three of those away goals have come from open play. No, no set nothing pieces. from set pieces. Yeah, so, not um, away. Yeah. yeah, so they they might maybe that's something they'll have worked on during the week there. But yeah, shots conceded per game, they're twentieth in the league, fifteen point nine, sixteen on average. So it it feels like Seb, along with the form, along with our form, the way we like to play, um, there's a good opportunity for us on Saturday, isn't there? Very much so. And we've said it in the past, these are the kind of games we simply have to win. I'll be honest, the last time I did research like this and was feeling not, I don't feel as confident in this one as I did previously, was the Lincoln game. All the stats of the Lincoln game were kind of suggesting, you know, I think I predicted a 3-1 and I thought we'd kind of walk that one a little bit. And obviously we, we, we learned our lesson there a little bit. So I've been a bit more kind of hesitant in my my ambitiousness and my you know my, my score prediction. I still think we'll win. Um, but hopefully that Lincoln game will serve as a bit of a wake-up call that sometimes we can't simply turn up and look to look to beat sides like me and certainly quite a few of our fans might well think at the moment. Yeah, and as we talked about before as well, Kieran McKenna learns from these Absolutely. issues, doesn't he? So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I might be wrong, but we've... Um, in the league, we've taken the lead in four of our last five matches. So I think that's something that clearly we, we're we going to be needing to go the front foot, need to create yep. those good quality chances. That was the difference, I think, at Lincoln is we didn't really manufacture a huge amount of chances. The keeper didn't really have a huge amount to do. And I think possibly, you know, you get your, you get, you're likely to have one mistake and be punished, which is what it was. And then you're struggling to get back into it. So yep. we just need to take the, jugular don't we and, and get stuck in early doors talk to us about your thoughts on on who may come in I'm, I'm happy to give you my thoughts as well but the big questions are, are always the front three um, yeah but with with no lee evans um who impressed you on on monday night 
I thought Cameron Humphreys was excellent again. Mm. We were both at Port Vale where he scores and get an assist, and I thought he was he was really good against uh, against Brighton on Monday night. His weight of pass is superb. His decision making seems to be absolutely excellent. He's got a great fitness and engine about him. You know, he's still bombing around the pitch. There were some suggestions, weren't there? The ball kind of went off injured or had a problem when he went off one of the guys in the telegram group was at Bracknell and said he was deep in conversation with some of the was it the medical team or the performance team so I don't know if he's got a bit of a niggle he didn't play great against um, uh, against Bracknell on Monday night I didn't think so if he's got any kind of doubt I've got no issue at all with Humphrey sitting alongside Morsey if ball is fit and, and absolutely fine I expect him to start alongside alongside Morsey Vincent Young is a bit of an interesting one I thought he played really really well some people have said maybe that Danassian maybe needs to be taken out of the you know maybe be given a bit of a break but um but but there was a stat release this morning i think it was that janassian has started every single game under kieran mckenna so he's clearly one of the one of the favorites and vincent young might have to make do with a place on the bench again because leaf davis will come back in on the the left hand side and then we have the conundrum of the front players don't we you know ladapo is the man in form he's the out and out top goal scorer now i think on seven or eight is it in all competitions i think he's pulled one clear of Chaplin, and he's in form, isn't he? Two against Plymouth, um, you know, got one against Bracknell again the other night. So he's in, he's in form. I'd have him start personally. And then what would you do with the with the tens behind? We saw, who did we see? It was uh, Edwards, wasn't it? Edwards on played Chap- all right again. Yeah, Chaplin Edwards. came off the bench, didn't he? And yeah, Chaplin and Harness. There, there, there are. I mean, these are like really like pencil question marks. You know, Harness. I think we 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 talked about him being maybe a starter not a finisher so yeah. i wonder whether that gives him the nod there we mentioned maybe the need to get a physical presence in there and he can be that as well so i wouldn't be surprised if we see harness having not seen him for um for bracknell um but you know chaplin's goals isn't he um, and yeah. there'll be a point yeah. where his run changes um but yeah, Edwards, I think, is, is, it feels like Edwards has made the starting position his own, doesn't it, really? And good I on him, because so. yeah. he's been one yeah. of our best players in recent weeks. Absolutely. There was debate in the summer, wasn't there? Because he missed the back end of last year, and there was debate in the summer saying, where does he really fit in? Because at the time, with the wing-backs, you know, I guess they were saying he could be Wes Burns' deputy on the, on, on the right-hand side. Could he become the left kind of wing-back? But in this kind of evolution we've seen to this 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 whatever it is you want to call it he's kind of making one of those kind of wide attacking positions his own and he's a great outlet when he's on the pitch he's always so positive he, he's got a trick in him that can beat a man and for me I think he's one of the players that's kind of you know if, if, if he gets in and, and, and you know can perform to the level he's been doing recently I think he'd start to become one of the first things on the team sheet because I think he's such a skillful tricky player and he's now having had a full summer coaching from McKenna and, and the like he's finally had his men product as well hasn't he so you know, he's, he's he's one of those players on his day that looks far too good for this league. I know we've got a few like that, but looks far too good for this league. And if he can, you know, keep producing assists, keep producing moments, keep as an outlet, which he is. We noticed a few games when he's gone off, we've kind of lost that, you know, that pacey, trickery kind of outlet, outball. Um, if he can get in and stay in, then, you know, he could, he could have an absolutely crucial second half of the season. Yeah, well, subject to, to dominant ball situation, I'd quite like to see Humphreys and Morsey. I quite yeah. liked Humphreys in that deeper role when we saw him at Port Vale. We were very impressed, weren't we? So I'd like to see that. I think KVY is, we know that Davis, obviously Davis had a rest Monday night. We know that Davis doesn't necessarily always see the full 90. So KVY is, is the bench option that Greg Lee deputized quite well for, I think is is a decent option there. And I quite like the trio of Chaplin, Edwards, and Ladapo. 
I think yeah. go for it. Attack, attack, attack. Yeah. There is no point being patient. There's no point trying to be cute and clever. You know, we've seen Jackson come in, Tyrese John Jules come in, I think against Lincoln. Uh, and I think that might have just set us out in a way that maybe we should, should have been a bit more aggressive. And I think you know, Jackson's got the pace, but I think they're going to be sitting deep aren't they yeah i don't, I don't think there won't be too much space in behind will there no so i think that's that's what we that's what we foresee um we'll give you our thoughts on predictions in a second but let's talk about what's going on in the pod because it's a busy time for us seb isn't it um i've talked about our live event too much so tell us all about it and where folk can find out more information so blue monday itfc.co.uk for all the information and on our social feeds so on 7 30 on saturday night after the cheltenham game there's a bobby robson suite at portman road very kindly being hosted by the club we have blue monday live part two the first one was a few years ago this one is a is a more up-to-date one with a with a bigger team than you guys had a few years ago the likes of me and craig have joined since then so more of us will be in attendance and we'll be joined in attendance by some itfc women so we've got some uh, blue wilson is coming along kieran stanley the media officer for ITFC is going to be there as well joe sheehan and a hell of a coup this is well done to you mate we've got russell osman joining us as well fully bona fide itfc legend russell osman will be there friend of the pod yeah he'll be there as well um for a bit of a q a session we've got some quizzes we've got some fun stuff planned it's going to be an amazing night as long as i can get all the tech right you've given me some tutorials haven't you but if screens go blank and lights go dark you'll all know who to shout at no it's going to be an amazing amazing night still some tickets available ticket sales have gone really really well still some available blue monday itfc.co.uk for all the details or check out our socials and hopefully see as many of you as we can there to have a few beers have some fun and chat itfc yeah i think that's that's predominantly it isn't it we 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 do enjoy the interaction via the podcast and on our watch alongs and in chats and on telegram but it's even better to see people in the flesh and, and yeah have a chat hopefully we've got a positive game to talk about as well um that would really ruin things if we don't so please sort <laughs> us out kieran and, and the team um but yeah i think just great to chat to folk and and um we're really fortunate to have russell involved yeah and be at portman road in general as well yeah. so. and the support from the itc women people attending as well you know yeah it's been great i need to thank kieran stanley and yeah um they've been they've been really helpful to us and and, and we're saying as well so we are aware that that is not a great time in terms of spending money we know a lot of people have got issues with logistics and transport and that kind of stuff if you are around and you like to go but you are struggling to to pay for that ticket let me know contact me directly contact seb directly um we can i'm sure sort that some stuff out I'm, yeah. I'm not saying we're going to give freebies away to everyone all that kind of stuff because we do have to cover some costs as well but if you are really keen to go but it's just a challenging time for you let us know and I'm sure we can sort something out. So at Ipswich, at Brown S08, um, let us know. Um, what I would say is as much as we're keen for many people to turn up, please don't turn up on the night at 7.30 if you don't have a ticket already. Clearly you can buy them online in advance, but we won't. It's not physical tickets. You can't pay on the gate. Um, so please make sure you've made arrangements one way or the other because Seb's on the door and he won't let you in otherwise. So that's something to bear in mind. In terms of we're, we're brought to you in, a, in partnership with the ground, our friends of the ground, a lot of us will be there pre-match. A few of us will be there post-match ahead of the game as well. So if you're coming on Saturday night and what, what are looking for something to do in between, then feel free to pop along to the ground because we'll be there until we need to go and set up. Um, we mentioned the Telegram group very briefly. Um, that is um, available to you guys. Twitter is just an absolute 
freaking <laughs> I, 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 i'm really struggling not to swear so but twitter oh, just feels yeah. like it's jumped the shark hasn't it so it's gone crazy isn't it i'm not a big twitter person i mean uh, you know you guys tweet way more than i do but i've seen how crazy it seems to have gone in the last 14 days or so so if you want a break from all that mayhem and chaos come and join us in the much more the much nicer stable. the much more polite the much more stable the much nicer atmosphere of our telegram group free for free for two weeks first two weeks are on us then it's only a five or a month and it, you know pay, paying a five or a month to stay away from the madness of twitter will do wonders for everybody i'd say and if you're looking for a way to get a cheaper ticket to blue monday mm. live then yeah signing up to our telegram group before saturday will get you a, a discounted ticket as well so um bear that in mind too flagship show so we we are not it looks like we won't be able to record the live show and frankly given people have paid to be there i think we owe it to them to kind of make that an event that's self-contained and just for them as well we'll try and share as much as we can there'll be videos i'm sure photos and all that kind of stuff but i think we'll try and keep that show within its within its own thing so i'm hopeful that um we'll confirm details but we will do a flagship show of one of some kind or another sunday night i think ben might be in the host's chair and um, because he's unable to join us in person on saturday so um, keep a lookout for that and um, as always if you're traveling to the game listening to us um, let us know you're you're there we we love hearing from you um give us a thumbs up if you're watching on youtube a five-star review if you're listening to podcast and i think frankly seb that's quite enough and i know all of you will be very pleased when we don't have to plug the live event so next week I don't even know what we're doing next week. Is it extra to next week? I forget. Probably, yeah. 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 Extra It'll on be, the telly next well, Saturday morning. Yeah. So we, we won't have to mention it after this weekend. I'm sure you'll be glad to hear. Let's get a distraction. Let's talk about predictions. So as always with this feature, we are going to, ahead of you, potentially skipping through this bit or um, turning off, we are narrowing this down. We are we are streamlining this this feature because we've, we've realised, and we listen back as well, but some of you have given us feedback, listing out every single League One game when frankly there's a lot of chaff in there is a bit of a waste of your time, certainly. So we are going to be a bit more lean and mean about this feature and focus on the stuff that is most interesting. So first off, in terms of interesting bits of information, what a good week I had. Only three games where I didn't pick up a point. Let's look at Seb's face. There okay. it is. No shaky, shaky. Both Matt and I got a successful result. Um, but overall, an 11-point haul for me. Um, so there you go. Um, a win for so me. How, how far? But well, I've lost. Which? How far behind am I now? Then. So, in terms of rounds, you are seven rounds behind me. Ah, uh, it's a dangerous scoreline, isn't it? Seven. It's the, seven yeah, seven is. Yeah, it being is. seven ahead is always the dangerous one. It's where my. So I've and, got you right where I want you now. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, and Matt kind of Matt wasn't able to to defeat you outright and basically just thought i've embarrassed myself my family the <laughs> telegram group so he's handed over the baton to mark beck friend of the um pod um and member of our telegram group he's gonna have a go at the predictions um so he's got a little message for us so we'll play that now good evening chaps and good evening fellow blue monday listeners and watchers i am mark and i am the telegram representative for this week's predictions Hopefully I can maintain Matt Makin's excellent record and the pride of all those in our excellent Blue Monday Telegram group. Um, if you haven't joined it yet, I would recommend giving it a go. It's a really good group of people and yes, we get to do fantastic things like this. So without further ado, I'll do my best James Alexander Gordon impression as I read my predictions for this week. Got my trusty notepad. 
Accrington Stanley nil, Sheffield Wednesday two, Bristol Rovers three, Fleetwood one, Burton Albion one, Charlton one, Cambridge United nil, Bolton Wanderers two, Exeter City two, Peterborough United three, Forest Green Rovers one, Wickham Wanderers one, Lincoln City one, Plymouth Argyle two, MK Dons nil, Derby County one, Morecambe nil, Portsmouth two, Oxford United 2, Port Vale 2, Shrewsbury 1, Barnsley 0 and all importantly back at Portman Road, Ipswich Town 2, Cheltenham 0. Best of luck guys, um, you're going to need it. How about them fighting words, Seb? You're not used Ooh. to that, are you? The attitude. Oh, you're hard. Oh, no, I, I can't say. He's, <laughs> he's going to beat me. I can't say anything to be fair. Yeah, well, there you go, Mark. So it's a different attitude to Matt. It was a little bit more reverential, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mark. So, um, yeah, no pressure on you. Well, there you go. So, uh, I mean, the key one, let's let's talk about our game first off. And a nice, consistent 2-0, 2-0, 2-0 across the board, Seb. What, again, I've I've said this and it didn't backfire Monday, so I'm going to say it again. What could possibly go wrong? Top well, they, don't, they, they can't score away from home three all season, so that's why I've gone for the clean sheet. And I was very confident for Lincoln. I think, was it 3-0 or 3-1 I predicted for Lincoln? So I've kind of tampered that back a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going to go for the 2-0 victory. Hopefully we'll score relatively early in the first 15, 20 minutes, make it nice and comfortable and get a, get a second in the second half. And, yeah, hopefully it should be a relatively straightforward day at the office to get us back on form. Because it, it feels like that Charlton game was ages ago, doesn't yeah, it? I know it, it, it wasn't, but that's kind of been hanging over us a little bit so I just want a nice I don't want in the cup but I just want a nice straightforward league victory to really get that monkey off our backs yeah it was a punch in the gut wasn't it Charlton mm. uh, we've we've both gone for Plymouth to I was going to say slip up um, Lincoln a bit of a bogey team for for good size they obviously beat us Drew with Drew with Sheffield Wednesday did they beat Sheffield Wednesday I'm trying to remember um, but there's a lot of weird baggage around Plymouth right now, particularly after the weekend, a couple of injuries. Dan yeah. Scar, I think, went off. Connor Grant went off. Defeat in the cup. to Brimsby. They brought yeah. on good players as well. Yeah. Um, and we're keeping our fingers crossed that the manager of the month curse might strike. Yeah, I've gone for we've both gone for a one all, haven't we? And Mark's gone for a a two one victory. As you've gone for a nil nil, I've gone for a one one, and Mark's gone for a two one victory for Plymouth. So yeah, I mean Lincoln took four points off us on Wednesday, didn't they? Drew with Wednesday and they beat us, obviously. So you know they're 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 doing okay. They've only lost one out of the last five, so they've kind of hit a little bit of a bit of a run of four. But there are a couple of draws in there, and hopefully Schumacher wins manager of the manager of the month, and hopefully they drop points, and we can kind of close that gap a little bit. And hopefully he goes to Luton and hopefully yeah, they yeah. get into administration. And hopefully and Whitaker goes back to Swansea and yeah, Boomba goes yeah. back to Norwich. And yeah, we've been saying this for weeks, haven't we? So well, yeah, Finn I think- will be a miss, won't he? He's out. Is it 10 weeks? 10 he's weeks. out for that's a, that's a miss. That's a big, big miss. So hopefully things are starting to change a little bit. So I think it's an optimistic prediction and Mark will probably sweep up the points. <laughs> Don't go there, with five nil now, won't they? <laughs> We've, um, you both, you and Mark have gone for narrow wins away from Peterborough. I'm, I quite like Exeter. Quite, I'm a bit worried about next week, if I'm honest, and we'll talk more about that, obviously, in next week's pre-match show. But Peterborough, still a little bit iffy. Any thoughts on that one? Well, you say, I mean, Peterborough have won four of the last five games. They're on decent form. Exeter, I think, Long have only... Long way to go. Long way to go, Seb. 
there is, but McCann's nominated for manager of the month. I kind of feel that maybe, maybe, he they've, had, maybe they've had their bit of a blip in that weird run where they didn't win in the league and lost in various cup, cup competitions and stuff. So, you know, I, I just think with the firepower they've got, Exeter have kind of dropped off slightly. We'll, we'll cover them in more detail on next week's show. But Exeter have dropped off slightly, and I think Peterborough will get a, will get a result there, to be honest. Fair enough. Well, we will shoot, we'll check back in next week. We'll see whether... Billy Big Bollocks, Mark, <laughs> embarrasses <laughs> us, um, or whether he's put in his place. And maybe it's Seb's week. It feels like it feels Not like you're happen. you're owed one. So Not we'll, gonna we'll happen. Be, I'm going to be optimistic for you. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Obviously, for a Dipsy Town win, it would be great to set up our, our Saturday night, won't it? So we will check in next week and see how everyone's got on. That is your life. You've um, let, uh, joined us for the entirety. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, thank you, Seb, for, as always, for your research. Thank you, Mark, um, for your predictions. Um, worth mentioning, as always, um, we'll be back um, for the flagship show at 8 p.m. Um, as always, we'll be back for the pre-match show next week. We'll figure out live events and all that, uh, live Q&As midweek as well. We hope to see lots of you at the live event on Saturday night or at least at the ground before or after the game. And um, worth mentioning as well, we've got some discounts and promos coming up for for merch store as well. So we'll announce those two so you can get yourself some warm bits and pieces for the winter. We've got Santa hats, Seb. So, you know, <laughs> if you need yourself a Santa hat with a blue Monday logo on it, then, yeah, what more could what, what more could you ask? So a perfect stocking filler for respective go. partners on Christmas Eve. Perfect. We need to say thank you to the Greyhound as well for their support. And I think, Seb, I think that's everything apart from... Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yes. Look forward to seeing everyone else on Saturday, and I'll let you say goodbye. Hopefully. See as many of you as you can in the Greyhound. See you at the match for an easy three points, hopefully. See as many of you as we can in the Sir Bobby Robson suite. And as always, come on, you blues. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.